Hello and welcome to this episode of the Uneducated Olympics podcast with me, Carwin Harris. Uh, today we're going to be previewing the cycling road race for the women and reviewing the uh, men's road race with Dav Thomas. How are you doing, Dav? All good, mate. Yeah, okay. we've done a, a number of podcasts on the Uneducated Cycling podcast as well, which is a sister podcast. Uh, so that was reviewing the Tour de France. Um, well, just following on straight from that, the favourites were pretty evident, weren't they, for today's stage? Um, Tadej Pogacar and Wout van Aert both had two stage wins and a time trial win at the Tour with a clear favourites, and the team showed that, wasn't it? Belgium and Slovenia on the front all day. Yeah, trying to control it all day. Wout van Aert going in as favourite. Um, yeah, but it didn't really turn out that way for him, did it? So, um, yeah, it was a good race, so what do, you, what do you make of it? I thought it was a brilliant race. It was a very hard race, um, probably one of the higher uh, Olympic road races I've ever seen with an undulating course. Um, several high mountains. I think there was about five thousand meters of climbing at one uh, throughout the race. Is that right? Yeah, it um, was a very long stage. Yeah, over two hundred k long. Um, well, it, should we start with explaining the start of the race? We started with a breakaway of uh, probably lesser known riders and one man teams. You know, I think uh, Sagan's brother was in the breakaway. Um, a couple, well, yeah. A Romanian athlete. Pardon, sorry. You stayed up to watch it. Yeah, I watched the start of the race and then fell fell asleep for the fe- for the end. So I had to review the race this morning. <laughs> um, uh, definitely did it the wrong way around because nothing happened for the first fifty k or so, bar um, well, another Garant Thomas fall, which we'll come to. I'm sure. Um, yeah, so as we mentioned, the breakaway was a Romanian athlete, um, uh, Petr Sagan's brother, a few other athletes that weren't big names, I think that's fair to say, and it was allowed to get about 17, minute, uh, 17 minutes up the road, wasn't it? Um, yeah. With the Belgians and the Slovaki- uh, Slovenians controlling, sorry. Um, I think the main activity then... Was Garant Thomas's fall really? I think that's that's a fair summation. Um, he fell again. I personally didn't see him as a favourite for today's race. I don't know about you, Dav. Um, not really as a favourite, but I'd I'd have thought he would have been up there in uh, possibly top ten, just because he'd have he was coming into form by the end of the tour after his bad crash, and he and he wanted to prove himself and show everyone that he's still there. Um, but yeah, touch of wheels, and I think it was actually Teo um, Teo Hart who came down and then took Thomas down with him. Yeah, both of them fell. Um, Garrett was pretty badly cut on his shoulder, wasn't he? The same shoulder I think he dislocated, um, and soon after he decided to retire from the race, possibly to save himself for the time trial. Um, we discussed it on our cycling podcast didn't we have about the repeated falls for Garant it has been a month from hell for him hasn't it you know he fell in the Dauphiné he fell badly in the tour just getting the shoulder fell again a couple of times in the tour and then yeah. fallen today it's, it's been a horrible month yeah I think 
he was down. He is down to ride the time trial on Wednesday as well. But I think motivation will be running a bit low now after that fall today. So I think he'll just want to get out the way and then have a block of recovery and start again for next year. Yeah, we saw it in the toys. His head seemed to be down quite early. Yeah. He he didn't particularly seem like he wanted to continue on the tour. Um, I think he made that pretty clear that he would have rather have rested himself for the, the Olympics. And then, obviously, touch of wheels, he's unlucky, goes down. Um, really unfortunate for Geraint. Four years ago, or for, sorry, five years ago, he fell as well in a good position. So yeah. it's one of those situations. We have, we're have we not going to go down the is it strange that he falls too often route because we, we've discussed this on our sister podcast but um, well but was were there any other crashes like no 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 other crashes in the race so yeah he did seem to pick the unlucky moments or certainly there were no crashes towards the front of the race towards the end I don't know if they were any further back um but yeah, the, it, it was strange. It was a strange crash because the conditions were perfect. Very hot though, um, and very humid. Yeah, we definitely saw that towards the end of the race. Um, on on the final climb, things sort of really kicked off, didn't they? Yeah, that that's when it got interesting. Um, who attacked first? It was a was it Woods attacked quite a few times, didn't he? Woods was um, extremely attacking. I think the first proper attack, though, was Pagacha, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, to break it up. Pagacha did the first attack. I think he took uh, Brandon McNulty, his fellow UAE team member, and Woods in, yeah. a, in a small breakaway of three. And then Wat Van Aert was basically <laughs> told to work on the front by the the rest of the the guys, you know, I think um, no one was prepared to work for him, so he ended up dragging them back. Your favourite, bring everyone back, and he did that for about, uh, it must have been at least 15, 20k, because he was just on the front, just chipping away, trying to bring everything back. Of course, you know, he's a brilliant time trialist, so he was able to measure his effort and just gradually reel in Pogacar. Pogacar's plan was pretty clear, wasn't it, that... He, the only way he was going to win gold ahead of Wout van Aert was to drop him on that climb. Yeah. Um, but as we've seen from the winner of the Champs Elysees, the, the you know the unofficial sprint world championships, um, Wout van Aert is a phenomenal climber as well. Yeah. Yeah, and no one's gonna no one's gonna want to um, bring Wout van Aert to the finish line in a sprint, not after his performance on in Paris. So. Everyone was against him, which is fair enough. Yeah, it it, it was it was a sort of a strange um, situation, though, wasn't it? Because Michael Woods was just sitting on the back of uh, Pagacar and McNulty. Those two were working together, obviously teammates. Yeah. I think we then saw later on a counter-attack by Kwiatkowski, who took Carapaz with him. It was almost a situation where um, people were having those relationships with their teammates at club yeah. level, even though yeah. this, despite they were competing internationally, which was a, a strange element, really, wasn't it? And that was that probably led to the, the winning move, really. Yeah. To, to um, 
Carapaz and uh, McNulty two up to the finish with about 20k to go. Um, and but yeah, they had about a 50 second gap at one point. Both of them were working really well, and it was just up to Wout from behind just to chase them down. Yeah, because that was the strange thing, wasn't it? So they they got over the climb, they got over the small rise afterwards, and they were on the descent and. A couple of people tried little mini attacks. I think Woods tried about three or four times. <laughs> he was very attacking, fair play, Michael Woods. Um, I think yeah. he was very aware that he couldn't take uh, the likes of Pagacha or um, Wout van Aert to the, to the finish. Um, Kwiatkowski tried a couple of times, and then all of a sudden Brandon McNulty went and Carapaz was straight on his wheel. Then you saw Pagacha just refuse to, to ride, um, which I I understand that the... Pardon? Did he refuse to ride or was he just blown? I think initially he seemed to want other people to ride. Um, I don't know if there was an element of I'm going to let someone else ride this down and then try and counter over the top. Maybe that was the plan. But but the issue was, obviously, that he was letting McNulty go. To some extent, it looked as if he was happy to let his teammate go in that breakaway. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guy on his wheel was Richard Carapaz. Um, Carapaz, obviously, third in the tour, previous Giro d'Italia winner. Um, and he countered McNulty with about five five k to go. Yeah, brilliant move. Just over, he, he sensed that McNulty was slowing down and that that was the time to go because they were within 10 seconds, I think, of that, at that point. And it was just before... It wasn't, it wasn't even a categorised climb. It was just some undulated parts of the course yeah yeah they were on the speedway circuit weren't they and there were a lot of lumps and bumps in that speedway circuit for a for a well a car racing circuit it was extremely undulating yeah and he just left McNulty behind didn't he um and rode away and rode away quite comfortably for gold didn't he yeah I think 30-40 seconds by the end um Superb performance from Carapaz. Uh, I think then second was Wout van Aert and third was Pogacar. Yeah, for a very tight sprint finish between those two. I've got it was always going to be between those two, second and third, wasn't it? Once Carapaz was up the road. Yeah, exactly. I think the other names in that sprint, you're looking at Max Schachmann, does have a pretty fast sprint, but I think he was pretty spent by that point. Mollimer, not known as a sprinter. Adam Yates, likewise. Godou, similarly. Um, Michael Woods, we mentioned, not the not the best sprinter in the world. I think you just need to look at the world champs from a couple of years ago where he finishes with, uh, I think it's Bardet and um, Valverde and comes third. And yeah. those aren't... Right from um, Rigoberto Ran. Well. Yeah, very good rides. To be fair, he would maybe be the one that you'd think could have got in that sprint because he's he's known yeah. as a bit of a well yeah. fast kick sprint uh, finish. Yeah, it's, it's a good ride from him to turn around his, his under par performance in the tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great win for Carapaz. Second ever Olympic medal for Ecuador, which is a phenomenal achievement for him. And um, uh, good to see as well, in fairness, though, that the favourites did get on the podium in Van Aert and Pogacar, considering that, you know, as I say, everyone was putting the pressure on them. No one was prepared to ride with them. Um, it was a very good ride. 
Is it true to say that's the first time someone who's won the tour has gone on to win an Olympic medal in the road race? I know in the time trial, Wiggins did it in 2012. I think that's first time anyone's won the tour and have got a medal in the road race. I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm just having a look to see if I can find that out. Are you, you fact-checking me? I am fact-checking you, yeah. Um, I, I'll take your word for it, Doug, because I can't find it straight away right now. So, um, well, if I am wrong, this is the Uneducated Cycling Podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the whole point. We, we're not exactly... Um, we, we, we enjoy watching, but we're not tuned into the technical past and present and i think i think um let's discuss the british team i think adam yates finished ninth simon yates 17th in the in the second and third groups respectively on the road a decent performance from them you know adam hasn't raced much this year didn't do the giro or the uh tour uh simon obviously has performed in both had to pull out of the tour with injury after a very good giro coming third is that yeah. as good as it could have hoped, considering the fall for Geraint? I think so. Yeah, considering how, yeah, how unlucky those individuals have been, then I think that's as best as they could have done. I think because on paper they've got a very strong team. They've got the Giro winner, the Tour de France winner, and the Vuelta winner between them. But then, yeah, they they don't ride together, they don't race together. So I think. And given all the crashes and injuries they've all had, I think that was pretty good. Pretty good. Obviously, we'd have liked to see G up there, but he, yeah, wasn't to be, unfortunately. Um, Although I'm surprised, to be honest, looking at the watching this watching the descent, that there wasn't more crashes because of the. Did you notice the um, drainage? Yeah. So on. Uh, so I, Roads. On either they, side of the road, it was pretty horrible, wasn't it? Yeah, if you got your line wrong, and or misjudged one of the corners, you you down in one of them straight away. There wasn't any room for error, really, was it? It was just completely, you know, if 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 you went onto the grass, you you weren't getting onto the grass because there was about a, a you know a foot ditch either side that you were going to crash into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a really exciting race. Um, well worth the watch and the highlights if you haven't watched it. Um, probably not the whole six hours, but maybe the last uh, hour and a half or so is worth a watch. Um, let's move on to the women's road race, which is happening tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Um, well, having looked at the parkour, well, I was about to say having looked at the parkour, it suits the Dutch. However, I think it's fair to say, whatever the parkour, it would have suited the Dutch. Yeah, they've won time trials, hill finishes, sprint finishes. They've got they've got four riders which could which covers all ground, all territory. Yeah, their their team is uh, Van der Breggen, Demi Vollering, um, Voss. And uh, Van Vluten, obviously. Um, just to bear that in mind for anyone who doesn't follow the races that that's that um, closely. Uh, Van der Bregen won this year's Giro Rosa, which is the main stage race for the women. Um, 
Demi Vollering was third in that race. Uh, they also had Lucinda Brand win the mountain jerseys. She's not gone to the Olympics. Um, Mariana Voss won two stages of the Giro Rosa. They had another winner to win two stages of the Giro Rosa in Lorena Vibas, who isn't going this year. They've got yeah. you know, a world champion, a time trial champion in Van der Brigg and Van Vluten's also won both, I think. Oh, it's very hard to see past them, isn't it? They've also they also dominated the last two Olympics, with Voss winning in twenty twelve and then Van der Bergen winning in twenty sixteen. So they'll want to go for the triple. Um, yeah, it's really hard to see past them. Um, from a British perspective, let's look at what Britain can do. I think they've got a team of two compared to. The, the Dutch quartet, uh, yeah. Lucy Dynion, um, or Lizzie Dynion, sorry, I should say. She is attending along with Anna Shackley. Looking at the course, I think Lizzie can be hopeful to perform there. Um, obviously, it does have quite a few mountains, but it does have enough flat, and she can perform in a sprint. If she just follows the, follows the right moves and sticks with the Dutch yeah then, <laughs> yeah she could be in for a shot yeah uh, just a couple of other names to look out for I think uh, Elisa Longo Borghini for Italy she'll be there or thereabouts definitely um, didn't have the best Giro, de, uh, Giro Rosa sorry um, but did win bronze in Rio other names possibly Ashley Mulman Passio for South Africa she she performed very well at the Giro, winning a stage, um, coming second overall. Liz Brown might be a good show. She will win Tour of Flanders stuff here, and um, and finished third in the Mountain Time Trial at Giro Don. So she's obviously and this is a good course for that. So yeah, um, if I had to put put pressure on you, Dav, what would your prediction be? I assume you're going with a Dutch win. Are you going with a Dutch one too? Or... I am going for a... Oh, a Dutch one too. Mm. Yeah, I'm going with a Dutch one too. Maybe a Dutch one two three to be honest, with Vollering and Voss as well. I, I, I'm I, going to go with Van der Bregen, but it's close between her and Van Vluten. They, it's, it's interesting. You often see them racing against each other as as teammates in on the international stage. Um but yeah. I'm going to go with Ander Bregen. What about you, Dav? I'll go with um, Van Vluten then. Just to be different. And I I do think Lizzie Dynion can medal. Um, it's going to be difficult for her. But I'd, I'd maybe suggest Elisa Longo-Borghini will be there. And then hopefully Lizzie Dynion can be there as well. Uh, you know, Longo-Borghini has um, been a good teammate to... Is he done in the past? Maybe they can work together in somewhat against the Dutch. Yeah. Um. So that covers the the women's time the the women's road race. Uh, just looking forward to the men's time trial. Well, the big names are pretty similar, aren't they? Um, then, yeah, yeah. Your favourites, Welbenart. Tadej Pogacar. Yeah. Pardon, sorry, Dav. Pogacar doing it. Yeah, today Pogacar will be there. I think the only name we would 
expect to be up there who wasn't there in the road races, Filippo Ganna, the current world race uh, world time trial champion. Uh, obviously, won, has won numerous stages in the Giro d'Italia in in the time trial. I think he won two this year. I think he won th- three stages last year. Um, I'm going to go back on what I said earlier, obviously, and say Gary Thomas to get a medal, just because I think he'll be... <laughs> he'll really want to get something out of this year, won't he? So well, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm pulling a face at Dav, which suggests um, I'm less than confident. Um, I don't know how his injuries are, but if he's not too bad, then yeah. Yeah, I I struggle to agree with that one. I think it's going to be. Um, I said I thought Filippo Ganna. I was my yeah. initial thought. I could. It seems flat enough for him it's still undulating but it's flat enough for him to be strong Wout van Aert will be the the other big rival along with Tadej Pogacar is um, Rowan Dennis doing it as well for Australia um, just having a look for you now Dav um, he's a good time trialist as well he is attending this year the one thing with Rowan Dennis obviously is that in recent years he seems to have focused more on his abilities as a climber, increased his climbing abilities and that's reduced his time trialling abilities and that we saw him as a great lieutenant for Theo Gegenhardt in last year's Giro. Um, that, might, that might help him, though, on Wednesday with a slightly um, hillier course. Yeah, could do. Just looking at the Australians as well, of course, Luke Durbridge is there for them. He could be a bit of a threat. Um, maybe, Maybe not quite in the same class as these guys. Um, I was just wondering if Stefan Kung is also attending. Uh, yeah, he's attending as well. Obviously, second in the first time trial this year behind Pogacar in the in the Tour de France. He could be a big threat, Stefan Kung. Um, as well, I'd think I'd go with someone like Remy Cavagna from France. I think he's a very good time trialist. Uh, was second to Filippo Ganna on a stage in the Giro d'Italia. Any other names? Shout out to you. Well, I'm just looking at the course now, and it is quite a um, quite a hilly course on reflection, isn't it? Quite yeah. A lot of punchy climbs. First climb comes at five k, average gradient of four point five percent, which lasts for five k. So it's a bit of a long drag. Will be one for the. Um, Iliad time trialists, I think. Yeah, from what you say, I would have suggested Alaphilippe would have been a good candidate, but I've just realised he's not actually attending this year, so um, it's a bit of a shame for him. He won't be winning. No, he won't be winning. Um, go on, Dav. I want a name from you. I'll, I'll give. I'll give you mine first of all. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Filippo Ghana. I'm going to back him, despite I think the time trial may not completely suit him, but I'm going to back him all the same. I am going with Rowan Dennis. Interesting. Of course. I think I think if it hadn't been such a difficult stage for uh, Wout van Aert and Pogacar, we'd probably put them as our favourites, possibly. Yeah, I think they'll struggle just because of their level of fatigue now. Yeah. 
they yeah they looked finished at the end of that road race <laughs> yeah i don't think they've got long to recover i'm looking at it now i think it's wednesday is the time trial which you know in terms of cycling is quite a long time to recover but all the same i think today would have taken a lot out of them they've obviously raced so hard in the tour de france as well it'll take a lot for them to come back from that um yes. in the women's race i assume we're gonna name the same names which is van der bregen and van vluten again yeah i'll go with that we do know other female races however they are just head and shoulders above everyone else it seems at the moment yeah the dutch are coming <laughs> <laughs> the dutch are coming you've heard that first um yeah, cheers very much uh, for listening. And thanks, Dav, for coming on. Um, hopefully, we can dial you in at some point to celebrate a British victory um, or a British medal. Um, and if Geraint does win a time trial medal, I'll, I'll eat my hat happily. Can I just mention another race coming up um, on Monday, I think, is the men's mountain bike. Yes. Which we'll see... Pidcock versus Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah, Tom Pidcock, uh, Ineos rider now, isn't he? I think um, has pretty much focused his whole whole season around the mountain bike stage of the Olympics. Uh, Vanderpool obviously won a stage in the Tour de France, um, and then pulled out of the Tour de France in preparation for this. Yeah, so. exactly. Did did I think nine days and then pulled the pin. Um, we're, I, I'm going to admit I haven't seen much of the mountain biking season. I don't think you have either, Dav. Um, nope. <laughs> but I think there's a definite hope of a medal there for for GB. Um, probably the best hope of the 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 bike racing, bar the track cycling. Maybe there's a hope in the BMX as well. But I think I think that's the strongest hope is the mountain bike probably. Yeah, probably um, Vanderpool's debut as well, judging by his age. Yeah. I suspect. I think he's only 22, and, isn't he? And it's worth mentioning the women's mountain bike. They've got uh, Britain's Evie Richards as well, who's competing the following day. So, yeah, I hope she gets a medal as well. Could be very exciting. Definitely one to look out for. Um, yeah, so thanks very much for listening. And, um, yeah. Hopefully we can hear from Dav later on, um, some point next week to celebrate some medals. He's already predicted two. Um, <laughs> so all the pressure's on you now, Dav. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Cheers for listening. Thanks. Cheers.